What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vicarious Experience Podcast with Ellis Hobbs, brought to you on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Michael Elkins, labor and employment attorney and your host for the show. Ellis, what is going on tonight? Ellis Hobbs III checking in on a Wednesday <laughs> night, man. Uh, Super Bowl is almost here. Uh, brings back brings back some, I don't know, uh, I guess polarizing feelings but uh it's not all bad <laughs> considering what happened but um but yeah man I, i'm enjoying life tonight it's all good i'm tired coming back from la yeah you were telling me before we jumped on a little jet lag yeah jet lag we were talking about how you know no matter what you know you said it you know jet lag is going to be jet lag it is what it is some of us get it on the way some of us get it on the way back but uh, i was good going out there and um you know, no alcohol, nothing like that. It was all business and like still just dehydrated, exhausted, yeah. tried to press the go button, tried to, you know, nothing but like sandwiches, no, no junk food. And even me, I uh, worked out in my room, uh, walked around for a little bit, got some L.A. smog air and still just <laughs> couldn't uh, just couldn't get any energy once I was coming back. Yeah. Are you still a little yeah. jet lagged? I'm I'm actually snapping out of it, man. I uh today was probably the worst day. Um, just because I think the, the worst part of it was like I didn't change anything about my whole schedule. So whatever time I was supposed to be getting up, I got up. So even in LA, um, it was 3 30 in the morning. I made sure that I woke myself up just to say tell tell the girls goodbye for school. And uh, so trying oh, to keep the flow. Yeah, that's so a good it's reason like, to get jet lag. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't anything that I was regretful of. It was more of like, oh, I'm, uh, here we are and doing it, man. But I mean, outside of everything else, for the last three trips that I've had within the course of this month, I mean, uh, from a business standpoint, you're talking about three for three, where oh, nice. um, it has been productive, it's been networking, there's been money been made. And so I, I used to hate, you know, just going somewhere to go somewhere and you come back and it's like, all right, did we get anything tangible out of this? And the answer was usually no. But, um, you know, that's part of the process, too. And now I, I, sure. I work uh, smarter, not harder. That's that's usually the key, right? Work smarter, not harder. We got uh, yeah. some teams in Arizona that are probably going to try to do that this week. The Super Bowl yeah. is upon us um, and all of its uh, crazy coverage, which we're not going to talk about. Um, no, but you've been there. <laughs> you've, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. You've you've been to this game. You've 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 experienced it. Um, so I wonder if you give us a little insight into what what's a Super Bowl week or two weeks look like from uh, a player's perspective. From my perspective, it's 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 a it's a whirlwind, right? When we left on Sunday, you're leaving the snow, you're leaving the cold, and then we got to Arizona. It wasn't as warm as we thought it was going to be. But, um, you know, immediately when you hit the ground, there's a lot of ramping up towards the Super Bowl and not just on the practice field, because I think that's actually kind of the foregone conclusion. If that's, you know, if that's the right phrase to put with it, it's everything. You mean like you're going to practice, you know, you know, yeah, like you you already, yeah, you already know that's going to happen, right? You just don't know the format, meaning the practice field, where, where is it going to be at? You know the time how are we and so they try to keep everything as normal i think uh they actually mentioned that the kansas city T- chiefs redesigned everything in the super bowl to make it look exactly like their offices the practice facilities and everything so i don't know what all the right. budget was for that yeah but they're all in right <laughs> and so um you know that that for me was probably the biggest issue just being out of that 
normality, that normal sense of where you at. So and instead of getting in the car to go to, to the field, you're getting on the bus as a team. Um, you're eating organized meals and it may not be like the, the necessary things that you like or what have you. And then, you know, once you got to midweek, introduce everybody else in the Super Bowl. And I think that's the most annoying part. We talked about it offline where um, if I had to give an, if I had to give a subtitle to what the Super Bowl is, useless information. It's just a bunch of people right. asking, yeah, asking ridiculous questions, um, you know, a, a lot of sub stories. Um, some of it may be interesting, you know, when it came to the dynasty of the Patriots, you know, you're talking about that whole uprise and where they were and the culmination of it. But, you know, for the most part, they're just bringing up useless uh, questions to get aroused out of people. Um, they're using some of these um, some of these sound bites on uh, late night talk shows like Jimmy Fallon or whatever it is. And it's just, you know, people that are not normally watching football are now tuned in and it's not to watch football. It's literally for the entertainment aspect of it. So the biggest reality that, that kind of set in on me, and I think it was probably the right before the game started and during halftime is that we're actually the side note. The game is a side note. It's like, oh, you know, we're still playing a football game out here, but there's so much other extracurricular activities going on. I mean, we're sitting in the locker room at halftime, 30-plus minutes, where in a normal game, I think it's seven, eight minutes. You know, we're, we're in and out real real quick. Um, TV timeouts, we talked about that, I mean, constantly throughout the game. And so you're trying to keep this, this uh, mental um, hype about yourself as, as serious as the game is and keep obviously keeping the physical there with the sweat and just staying warm. But it's very, very difficult because everything else is prioritized over the, the well-being and the concern of the actual athletes. I'm curious, what did Bill do, if anything, to prepare you guys for what, what it was going to look like? I mean, certainly that was a veteran team in 07. Some people had been there, but players like you had not. So I'm wondering what... Yep. Uh, what he did to, to get you guys ready. Yeah, I thought I think we outthought ourselves on that one. I don't know how the other uh, Super Bowls went, but um, we were at a pretty nice hotel, you know, I believe in Scottsdale or wherever it was. And uh, the night before the game or leading up to the night before the game, we leave the area and go to Phoenix. And mm. uh, we're in this run rundown hotel um, to our standards anyways. And, right. um, you know, everything was completely different at that point. I remember – one of our last practices, if not the last practice, um, just was off. You know, Randy went for a deep nine route or a go route, for those that don't know what that is, and uh, he misses it, drops the ball. Bill starts practice all over again. And, um, you know, we were <laughs> like, what? Like, I mean, we, were, we weren't all the way through practice, but we were, we were a fair amount into it. And uh, talking about from stretching all over again and all that good stuff, so – Every everything was cool up until that point. I think you know psychologically it was kind of throwing us off or me off. Like, man, what's going on here? And like I said, to, to uphaul everything that we did and, and move to this different hotel the night of, and, and we understood the, the the premise behind it, but it was kind of like why. And mm -hmm. like I said, it's not like we hadn't stayed in a nice hotel before. It's not like we hadn't been distracted the entire season with you know my uh, with uh, what's his name Mercury Morris and. You know, all the other clowns, <laughs> yeah. anything that was going on at that time. So um, it was just interesting for all that to happen. So there was nothing in my point of view that felt like, yeah, this is a normal week. And I think, you know, when you talk about as an athlete, um, that repetitiveness, you know, muscle memory, everything that comes behind that, 
that is something that's very important to us. Well, even at the flow of your natural um, today, you know, what are you doing today? The actions that you're doing, I think that's important and that that just wasn't there. Sounds like you're kind of saying routine was missing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, the routine. That's the word I was looking for. Routine. The routine. routine. So, thanks, Mike. Appreciate yeah, that, listen, man. I, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Teamwork uh, do you makes find, the dream work. <laughs> do you find routine important in your, your business life too? I do. Um, great example was today. Um, so the jet lag, I said, was the worst. And I actually dozed off or fell asleep again around 6 o'clock. And normally I'm taking the girls to the bus at 6.30. By the time 6.30 rolls around, I've cleared out a good amount of work in the morning, whether it be email, studying, um, you know, mental preparation, physical preparation, um, spiritual preparation, all those good things, right? And if you know, it's like a, it's like almost like a kind of like a jet taking off, you're you're rolling into it. And so as I'm rolling into the day when everybody else is waking up, I'm already rolling. And psychologically, to me, that feels like already right, I got the edge on everybody. Well, I didn't have the edge on anybody today. I was behind the eight ball. And it showed, it reflected in everything I did. I was I was scrambling. I was all over the place. Um, at points of the day, I was very lethargic. Um, granted, it was the jet lag, but like really just a kind of like scatterbrained. I wasn't there. And so with organizing my my notes in the morning or trying to remember certain things, which, you know, that's difficult in itself. Short-term memory really isn't there anymore as, as far as I, uh, you know, with certain things that I do. It, it's difficult, man. And, and I think that you take someone like me, that is a, I guess, a single member LLC. And then you take like a conglomerate or a huge company. If you don't have that that process and that process and that structure on a day-to-day, you're going to find yourself falling out that tree, just kind of reaching for branches, right? So the one thing I actually was talking to a client um, about this to where it's like when you find yourself getting off the tracks and derailing, um, you know, just press the emergency brake. And uh, so press it or pull it right and just stop everything. And so that's what I did today. I just stopped and I got up and I just walked outside and I did a lap uh, around the house, just walking to get some fresh air and just kind of like snap out of it. Because the 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 process of not having a routine is a routine in itself because you're, you're just going, you're just going, going with no sort of like direction, no sort of purpose. But if you have the mindfulness to like, okay, what is actually happening here? Nothing. Okay, I need to stop this and actually do something that I, my mind is focused on. All right, I need to get up and go walk. So that's an action that I'm purposely doing. And then it just got everything cued and geared to finish out the day strong. And I think that's important too. We always talk about as athletes, you know, finish strong, finish, finish, finish. So even though two thirds of the day was shot, I was able to capture that third of a day and be very productive within it. And then literally like that, it was like a dopamine. It felt good. It's like, all right, I finished doing something productive moving along because there was a couple of emails that I was waiting on a couple of approvals that I, that I was, uh, that needed to happen. And like, it's, it's, it's magic, right? All of a sudden, right. When I take that walk or do something, all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it was like, it's that momentum. I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Now we're rolling. And then boom, t- day was over with. Yeah, I think, you know, the we forget, you know, especially now when you're working like desk jobs or you're not playing professional sports anymore, the power of movement still applies. Um, and I think it's it's actually very critical for people in office positions. 
I think it's tremendously important to get out and move, even if it's just right. a walk. It doesn't have to yeah, be a 10K run, just a walk, nope. <laughs> just to get nope. some fresh air, think, which... Go ahead. I mean, I work out. Yeah, I work out, yeah. and, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and all these other things. But when, like you said, once you sit down at that desk, you become very stagnant. And yep. I think that has something to do with the mind as well. Um, I totally understand now why people work standing up at their home or they have those those mm-hmm. those uh those taller desks or anything like that because you know you have to actively move the body and so i'm typically running a clock like we talked about military time a couple of episodes ago where i'm working within those those quadrants of fours and at those times i'm taking that necessary step or walking around and what people would look at people will look at that from the outside even my family kind of like okay you're not really doing anything well yeah i am it's like it's almost like you're, you're waking up out of that slumber that coma of what you were doing at the desk because i found myself many of times doing the work but but doing too much of that one thing when I have other priorities and agendas that need to be completed. And so by stopping, like you said, getting up, taking that breather, hell, I'll even do some push-ups real quick just yeah, to snap same. out of it. Yeah. Just to, just to snap out of it. I mean, it's funny how you say that, man. That's, that's interesting, man. Very, very humble. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, movement, I just think movement in general is like a tremendously, I don't know, underrated in the world of business. Like you, you, People talk about all these things you need to do for success and exercise is in there, right? I mean, everyone yeah. say you need to, you need to exercise, but movement and exercise in the context that I'm talking about it, I'm not, that's not the same thing. I'm not no. talking about like when I go to CrossFit or I'm just talking about throughout the day, making sure to keep moving, which would be maybe yeah. knock out 25, 30, 40 pushups, go for a walk, even if it's 15 minutes, whatever it might be. I think is a lot of value in terms of critical thinking. Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know this. Yeah, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know how it works. The only thing that I can sure. do again, always tell my truth, is that something is either something is jarred or something is like stimulated again or shocked or or, or jumped when I get out of the environment that I've encased myself in and just change everything, whether it be sensories. And then uh, waking up, the smell, the taste, the feel of being outside, you know, hearing the ground or the birds or the trucks go by, whatever it is, to where when I get back to my desk, like I like perfect example, like one that I have just pretty much inherent within my uh, workflow day is going to get the girls at the bus stop. When I go get the girls at the bus stop, my daughters, when I come back to the desk, it's like I have a, a like wind behind my sails again. It's like, all right. I'm moving forward. And I think a little bit, a little bit of it is just getting up and moving around. Like you talked about the -hmm. other part is interacting with somebody else that I care about my daughters. Of course. Yeah. Being happy to see them and motivated. They're coming in now when they get in here, you know, all bets are off. They're throwing (laughs) stuff around and jumping around all this other thing. But um, I just think you need that. It's very important. Like we both said. So last week we talked, we touched on a little bit at the end about, um, what happens when you have a failure, whether it's in sports or business. And, um, I think we shared a little bit about our, some of our own personal things. Um, and we touched a little bit about how do you, how do you kind of recover from that? Right. How do you pick up those pieces? And and certainly you've experienced, um, highs and lows in sports. And I know highs and lows in business. I was wondering, you know, it is Super Bowl week. If you could expand on any lessons you took, uh, from, from that moment in time that you might apply now or what are your techniques or things you're doing that 
help you get through either difficult situations or situations where you feel like, you know, that really didn't go my way. What are you doing to fix that stuff? So you take, uh, you take the Super Bowl, right? Um, the Super Bowl that I played in, Super Bowl 42. And you, what most people would look at and think of were People don't remember the last play of the game, which happened on me, the last touchdown of Plaxico Burris. They remember the catch that Davey Tyree made they do. Um, on his head. Right. And so either that way. Play, that it, last play is an afterthought, I feel like. Yeah, it's an afterthought. It never like gets said, we get, covered. Yeah, we get, and, and, and it was such an anomaly for, for the way that the defense was structured to what was supposed to happen. Yeah. I don't think it was like people just kind of say it's like that, it, the end had already happened. But in my mind, it, it continued on, right? And like, it's, it's a frustrating thing as an athlete. So that's a that's a very down moment. But when it came to something like that, there was two things that went through my mind. The first one was, it's finally over. I can get on the surgery table. Because what a lot of people didn't realize is that I had a torn labrum, full torn labrum on my left shoulder. Oh, um, I needed double... I need a double groin surgery. That's why I didn't return kickoffs that day because I was trying to save all the gas for what I needed on defense. And uh, I immediately got those two things fixed, right? And so, You played that game with a torn labrum? Uh, yeah, pretty much through half of the season I had the torn labrum. And uh, I, was, I would take, a, yeah, I would take a, a, a nice healthy dose of whatever at the time that was working just to uh, – Toradol? Toradol. Well, I think that things. was the – yeah. Okay. That was, that, yeah. That, that was yeah. That was the, that was the public one, but um, just enough to get you know just to to, to get through and and do what you needed to do, right? And so that was one side of it. The other side of it was, I'm ready to prove again that this was not the defining moment. And right. so, how do you do that? And so, I knew immediately. Obviously, the the season's over. With. There's no way I can prove this, but. I was ready to get to rehab and just get back to work again. And I think there's something about, you know, when you watch, you know, Rocky or when you watch these these movies, these comeback stories, they just get back to the core essence of what they started at, what they started with. So for me, that was going back home to Dallas, Texas, um, getting back into uh, the facilities that I was used to growing up in, which was my old high school gym. And I just got back around things that celebrated me. And I think we we far underestimate what that means. And so the best, the best example I use of the statement that I make is go to where you're celebrated, never tolerated. And so I could have went and read all the papers. I could have went and, you know, watched that film over and over again, but it wasn't going to change anything. I knew exactly what needed to happen. I knew exactly what I needed to do from a mind perspective. And I come back the next year and I have uh, arguably the uh, best season of my career, you know, statistically and just overall, just overall in general. Um, now I didn't end up staying with the Patriots after that, which I think that was part of the reason is because I'm justifying that I am a good player and everything else. But yeah. you take that scenario and you, you now match it up against, you know, work life and everything else. There's right. so many Super Bowl failure moments that I've had in sports. Uh, I mean, in, in business to where I just mentioned to you offline of how many times I've traveled across the country thinking I'm going to execute something, thinking this is going to get done only to get smacked in the face and be like, right. man, like how did, and you know, and you do that over and over and over again to eventually you just feel like a failure and you feel like it's you. But each and every time I always try to pull out a lesson and apply something better to it. It's hard to take the criticism. It's hard to apply the, uh, the information, but when you're doing that, you're starting to organize a better blueprint or roadmap to get to that success faster. Now, there's no timeline on that. I'm talking about 
you know, six, seven years of this, right? And so you have to, you know, watch your money. You can you could drain your accounts doing that. I almost did all that uh, with senseless things. You can drain your mental. You could destroy your family because you're doing all these other things and sacrificing them. But thank goodness I was able to get on the other side to where now, like I said, three straight trips in a row within the last month and all of them have had financial gain with networking, relationships curated and business moving forward. But I don't have that success same way that I don't have my fourth season of success if I don't have that failure to reflect on and to do everything with. So when you're talking about people in general, I think we get so deterred at the the results that we don't realize that technically that's not the end results as long as we have that breath in our body as long as we're getting that other opportunity which you know sometimes there may not be another other another opportunity for specifically that but there's still something to take from and apply to the next yeah i guess here's a question i'm curious what your answer is and i'll i'll give you mine after okay whether it's sports or business Pick one or, or answer for both. Do you remember wh- which resonates more, the wins or the losses? It's always Pick, the losses. It's always, it's the, always losses, the losses, right? It's always, always the losses. In, always. in business too, correct? Yeah. I mean, I've had same, so many. Same for so me. I, yeah. So, same, so same take it me. out of this space for day, for day trading, right? I day trade. And uh, I now I, I mentor, I teach and everything. I have you know, gain sometimes I've seen five figure gains. I've made $20,000, uh, $22,000 in less than, I don't know, 24 hours. Like I wake up and boom, there it is. And and like that, there was a lot of work behind that to, to make that happen. Execution, right. Following say a week later, I may lose $250 and it annoys me. (laughs) It just annoys (laughs) it. I don't even remember that win. I don't remember anything about it. All I want to know is how did this one happen? How did this not happen? And so I think it's not necessarily about the product, meaning the money, meaning the deal being closed. I think more for, for a human being or that true competitor is that we weren't right. Like, like we weren't right. Something didn't go right. And like whatever we thought or believed that was going to get it to make it right, it didn't happen. And it bothers us. And, and again, the, the, the money, the relationship, the, the contract being you know struck, whatever that is, that's a tangible thing, right? But overall, our egos are damaged. And it's like, man, how, how was I not right? I did everything that I supposedly thought I was supposed to do. But yeah, the losses definitely stick with you more than the wins. I mean, think about it. I don't talk about any of the wins during the 18 and 18 and one run. We always Never. talk about that one game. Yeah, that's that one game. That's it. You know, and, and, and by that, it's interesting that you don't talk about any of those wins, especially since one of those wins, the Bills game, Brady ranks as his greatest game ever in his entire career. He says that's the best game he ever played. Man, you guys I mean, were part I mean, of that. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, we yeah, had so there were so many moments that I had. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. there's so many moments that I yeah, had within that season. Absolutely. I broke the record, the NFL record for the yeah. longest kickoff return. It's one of those things where, as an athlete, and I'm pretty sure if we had someone on here right now, they could attest to this. I actually almost hate doing great in a game, and it ended up being a losing game. Because I know I'm not going to think about what I did great. Like like LeBron, right. I mean, what he did last night was was arguably the best thing. You know, again, we but witnessed something else greater. Yeah, they lost, right? And so as great as that was, it's still a loss. Now, granted, it's the Lakers. There's a lot of expectation of losing right now. But it's like... <laughs> 
there's nothing yeah. that you want to do on a there's nothing that you want to do on a high in a micro sense to where the macro overshadows with the disappointing whatever it is right. loss. So yeah, it's just not it yeah. just doesn't feel right. And I feel like there's a lot of people, you know, I'm included. I don't really remember the big wins. I I can tell you in great detail everything that happened in the losses. Every moment so a, in the so give me a loss. Yeah, I said, give me a loss in the courtroom where you just like, man, how did that? What? How did that happen? Oh my god, um, which one? I mean, not that there's a <laughs> lot of losses, but there are a few where I was just like, are you are you kidding me? Um, I can remember one very distinctly. This is a long time ago now, maybe 2012. Yeah, 2012. But listen, 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 to what you're saying. You're time stamping it, and you still remember it like that. Oh so yeah, go ahead. I remember walking into this courtroom. And we basically had a, uh, we were attempting to get something dismissed before it ever got to a jury. And yeah. honestly, I still to this day, we, look, I've had some losses where I'm like, look, we should have lost that. Like, I get it. Because in law, it's a little different, right, than sports. I mean, you can get creative, but, you know, if the law is not on your side and the facts aren't on your side, it's going to be hard. Right. Um, but I remember this day distinctly, like the law was on our side. The facts were on our side. The other lawyer pretty much had said to me. Yeah, this is where this is not going to go away. So I'm walking into the courtroom prepared, but basically like this is this is kind of a no brainer. And I get up in front of a judge. I'm not going to say who it is. And this judge, I don't even want to say their gender, proceeds to, literally. I don't even get a word out. She proceeds to launch into. Oh, this, you just like, did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Damn. Um, it's all good. It's all good. This uh, is our show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah. she's not listening anyway. Um, she launches into this attack. We had like five. This was before all the electronic stuff, right? So we had brought binders to her office and we had done it within the time frame required by her procedures. Like it was nothing was late. And she just launches into this attack about why are you inundating me with binders? I don't understand this. I don't understand why you're even asking me for it. I mean, I couldn't get a word out. By the time she was done laying into me, and I'm not going to get into all the specifics, I was like the only time I've ever been shell-shocked wow. in a case. I was standing there like, uh, what? And I couldn't, there was nothing I could say to this judge that was going to make her happy. And she that basically like a deflective it, story. That sounds like she brought like, something into the courtroom. I, I don't know what happened. So I attempted to make my argument. She's like, look, she's like, if you want to make your argument, fine. She's like, but I just don't see any basis for this dismissal. And I really don't even know what we're doing here. She said it mm. just like that. And mm. the courtroom is filled with other lawyers, colleagues, people I know. And I said, well, I said, judge, look, I'm, I'm going to make my argument because I have a court reporter here and I need to build a record. And that set her off even further because we we always have court reporters because if there's a mistake we want to be able to take an appeal it's not yeah. an unusual thing that's very normal common she goes oh yeah you want to build your record go ahead build your record mr elkins go ahead and literally just sits back like this like i i, I couldn't believe it mm. and i i was prepared i'm always prepared people hire me because i'm over prepared i was not prepared for that so yeah. I built my record. I was shell-shocked. We lost. Um, case ends up settling a couple weeks later. 
I, the lesson I learned from that after I got over it was don't break up with the judge. Were you dating her? Is that the lesson? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Jeez. The, the lesson that's that's good. Um, the lesson was be prepared for a judge that's having a bad day. Bad, that's the bad lesson. Day. That was the lesson. So you take, and uh, I, I had other so, lawyers. I walked out of the courtroom. I want to just add this and and I had six lawyers sick because I just went and sat outside the courtroom. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. I had six yeah. lawyers come up to me and say, listen, good job, because I would have snapped at her. I don't know how you every single one of them in one form or another said to me, I don't know how you did not snap back at her and say something like, Judge, what what's wrong today? Like, why are you? Yeah. I mean, she was blatantly disrespectful. Um yeah. So anyway, yeah, that I mean, there's, so there's I, other stuff. So, yeah. But, so, man, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and again, I, I asked it in all sincerity, too. And it's one of those things to where, again, just because we're fresh into the to the to the podcast, you know, early in the in the season, in the episodes of like, I don't want it to always be a situation of everybody thinks it's just about sports, but like how this stuff correlates right, right to where yeah. you 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 work, you work your butt off to prepare the right way. And honestly, just to be an honorable warrior on the battlefield. I don't care if it's in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. I don't care yeah. if it's in the field, right? And when you're just blatantly either disrespected or just things just don't go your way, it, it, it's an emotional, um, I would say, landslide. And like, just like, it's just a huge, huge uh, downturn for you when it comes to anything, right? Because you think about from a sports perspective and going back to that Super Bowl, I mean, you work your tail off. Like I told you, all those injuries that I was dealing with only mm -hmm. to get to the end and be fully disappointed. And it's like, could you have done something better? Yes. But in reality, I mean, it just wasn't your day. Like, they, like you said, that, right. that, that judge had it out for you or, you know, for us, the ball was just bouncing all kind of crazy ways. And so what could you do afterwards? You could have totally blamed it made excuses, did whatever, but you held it together in respect to your dignity, everything else. And like you, you remained intact. Me, like I, I still did the interviews. I still talked like I had sense. I didn't blame it on anything else. And like, I think that's a huge key to being successful overall, you know, yeah. to where you have to own it on the front side as well as the backside, regardless of the circumstances. I mean, if, if you talk about in sports, a, a person that I can attest to with that, LeBron James, head and shoulders above everyone, right? To where the man has done it with a family, with kids, distractions. I mean, he literally came into the league being blessed as like he's going to be the chosen one. And he's done it nothing. He's done it with nothing but humility, right? And has he been criticized? Has he been criticized? Absolutely. Some of it deserving? Absolutely. I mean, I'm a Jordan fan through and through. And so oh. you're here. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm Jordan all day. And it's like, but still like Braun has just kept pushing through. And so again, he's on superstar status and he's notable, but people like yourself and so many others that are in business, I mean, they do this every single day. And so it's no reason why, um, you know, you're talking about 2012 to 2023, 11 years later, there's no, there's, there's really no question of why you're successful because of a story like that <laughs> and how you were able to persevere that. and just continue. Yeah. And re yeah. really able to, uh, to persevere and continue on, man. So, you know, I think it kind of comes down to 
remembering what you can control and what you can't control. Right. I mean, it's Ryan holiday stoicism. Right. I mean, I don't, I didn't control that judge. I, I had a case, not that I'm going to sit here and tell war stories all night, which I could, but that's probably a different podcast, but uh, we were doing an arbitration on zoom during the pandemic. My, my colleague and best friend and I were doing this and I'm cross examining a witness, which Mm. is an adversarial process. You're not supposed to be friendly. Like you can yeah, be, you're but you're, this yeah, you're being it's you're, conflict. There's conflict it's, within. It's it. an adversarial proceeding. It was an HR director, and I'm cross-examining her, and I'm not saying anything wrong, but I'm very and I'm saying to her. And so you didn't review this, did you? And you didn't know the law here, did you? Right? Like so, I'm making my point to this arbitrator, and the arbitrator cuts me off, mm. and he goes, Mister, he goes, Mister Elkins, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you had too much caffeine today, but you you just need to tone it down. And I said, Wow. Judge, I said, Judge, it's cross examination. I'm going to need you, quote, I'm going to need you to be a little friendlier. Now, I hadn't sworn. I didn't yell at the witness. I was just basically pointing out she did not do her job. And you could see everybody on the Zoom, this was pandemic, was like, did he just say that to him? And I remember thinking to myself, inside, I wanted to explode. Mm, And I just remember thinking, I don't. I don't control this guy. I, I, there's nothing I can do here. The lesson there was, by the way, that I, there wasn't anything I could do differently. This guy just, and we lost that case. We should have lost that case, but um, he, he just wasn't, there was nothing I could do. And so recognizing what you can control and what you can't control, I think helps to keep it together. Especially yeah, and I think business. keeping it together, yeah, especially in business where I think keeping it together um, has some disclaimers with it where people think keeping it together means that you're just a robot. That's not true. People think keeping Agreed. it together is not keeping it together is, is people think like you have no emotions. That's not true. It's just having those emotions at the right time. And Correct. so I can, I, yeah, I've had so many true. of times. Yeah. I've had many of times, Michael, um, in the car, just, just yelling, just yelling, 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 <laughs> uh, right. hitting the steering wheel, um even at home by myself and it's it's uh, people get it misconstrued it's not necessarily to to not show weakness in front of others which well i guess some some of that is true but not not the whole thing not the majority where i think it's more of whatever i want to do right now as impulsive as it may be it's not going to serve the purpose that it needs whether it be the audience that i'm in front of or even just myself and well, so, being being under control is a true sign of strength. Exactly. That's sometimes, flex, yeah. Sometimes not flexing is 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 the strength in I, itself, right? I I would argue being in control and keeping it together is flexing. hundred yeah. percent. yeah, and you and you and and I've had now where back then when I first started, right? So when I first started, I just couldn't understand why corporate America or certain people would say something knowing that wasn't the truth, but they knew how to play the game, whether it be a paper trail or how to write that mm-hmm. email or how to do whatever. And me yeah. being from an emotional background of sports, it was more of a challenge. Like people are trying to challenge my ignorance. They're trying to challenge my, my smartness, whatever it was. So I was constantly yelling. Right. But then as, <laughs> over time, as I learned, it was like, okay, no, 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 we're going to play this game the right way. And I started to learn the cues. I started to learn the signals. I started to learn what per me, per the agreement, per the email, right? And so the only way I started to learn those things was, you know, 
silencing myself and starting to be a more observative and then starting yeah. to reflect on like what is actually going on here. And so for anyone out there that's, that's starting and starting to move in the right direction or feel like they need to start to move in the right direction, what I would encourage you to do um, and is like take this in sports and take this in business as well. Really sit down with yourself and think about how do you fit into the scenarios that you're putting yourself into and start to become very mindful of when the moment happens being non-reactive. And when you're non-reactive to a moment and you can start to build up a callus towards that, you really start to see things play out, not in necessarily the view that you thought they were, but more in the sense of, all right, now I know how to position myself a certain way to where I either can be protected or I expect certain things to happen. But for those times, like you have, Michael, and like I have constantly, where sometimes you might just get that crazy judge, you might just get that crazy arbitrator. Like now you don't even look at it in the sense of like a combative situation. You're just more like, okay, emergency pack, open it up. Yep. What can I control? Now we're just now all we're trying to do now is just maintain and get through this. And man, it's done wonders for me to the point where I had a uh, I had a situation with a parent, and this is the last one I'll bring up. This wasn't yeah, even in business. Ahead. I had a parent. Uh, I clearly stated in all the information of what was supposed to go on what was supposed to happen. I took all the kids out to go see Top Gun Maverick. And I had seen the first Top Gun, seeing the dramatics of that, I thought it would be a good movie for my team as far as, you know, continuity, teammates in general. And then Maverick is just a badass, right? You're talking and about your so, flag, the flag football team you coach, right? Your kids? Oh, uh, no, these are, these are these are my fifth, uh, these are my 14, 15 year olds this year. So my, they're, they're going into high school. So like this but is a tackle program. Oh, okay. Little League okay, football team. It. Yeah, Little League football okay. team. So I had mentioned to the parents through the group chat that it was going to be fully funded as far as me paying for the movie, but food, drinks, everything else was going to be on them. I mean, these are teenagers, right? Like they're going to eat me alive. <laughs> I, I'm not paying for that. So you might have to take out a loan to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we get we get to the we get to the movie theater, and this one particular kid hasn't eaten, and I get a text message from the uh, from the parent, and I say, like, "Cool, no problem." But by the time I get the message, we're already three fourths through the movie, and so now I'm trying to order it. It doesn't come in time. Um, the kid goes out, and uh, he didn't know what he was doing at the time. He didn't know he was going to cause a disruption. But the the parent was very very upset, extremely upset. And like, do you know what it feels like to go hungry? I'm like, listen, like, I don't, no, I don't because I, I read instructions and I listen. But in 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 for what what they were getting at, what she was getting at, it was it was it literally came out of left field, right? And so it got to a point to where, regardless of what I said, it was not going to be received the right way. Right. And if you take if you take 2009 Ellis, uh, playing Ellis or, you know, that young kid, I'm trying to be as combative as possible because I'm going to win tonight. But it got to a point where there was not going to be any winning. I still said some slightful comments, but <laughs> for, comparative to where I was, it, it wasn't nothing of that. So much to the point that one of my parents, after the fact, weeks later, texted me and said, hey, man, I just want to tell you. I don't know how you did it. But for everything that I saw, that's where my son needs to be at with a role model like you for the way that you handled yourself and conducted yourself, because you had every justification in the world to say whatever you wanted to her about anything based off of what you wrote to us, how you structured it, and then just what you do for these kids. But because you showed that reservation, it 100% makes me believe in you. And I just want you to know that anything that you need from me, I'm here for you. 
And this was a very high level guy outside of his son playing sports, like corporate America, all this other stuff. I knew his background. And so to hear those types of things, it, it only puts it in the right context of like, this is the way, this is the way. And like, you can get as emotional as you want, but at the end of the day, those types of messages um, sound bells and church alarms for me more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly was someone who took a lot of, who, who had to react to everything or at least comment or it was a problem. I mean, it was a real problem for me. I, I, I don't know. I can't point to anything. That's the specific. East coast. That's the East yeah, coast. Yeah. There's, there's some of that. <laughs> And I just, once I picked, I started, you know, digging around and, and obviously, you know, you always want to do better. And I'm not like huge on tons and tons of self-improvement. I think you can get in a cycle with that, but I picked up the book, the obstacle is the way. Um, okay. And you know, it was such a game changer for me in terms of understanding that you don't have to react to everything that just because you don't react doesn't mean you're not feeling the emotions. I'm sure in that situation, you were feeling all kinds of a way, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people I mean, the silence, silence is the reaction. Silence yeah, is the reaction. People, when I talk to them about stoicism, you know, they say, oh, but you're a robot. And you're like, no, I'm not a robot. Inside, I might be feeling 35 different things. I just understand that letting it all out at once, most of the time, is not going to help anyone and in particular isn't going to help me and once i started realizing first question i ask in every situation do i control what just happened do i have any control and if the answer to that is no mm. now it's gotten to a point where that's like a relief mm. i'm just like okay it is what it is i don't have nothing i can do here i don't have any control if the answer is yes i have some control then i'll take action and you had no control over what that parent was going to say or do Right. You didn't, you had no control over that. And you, I think quite appropriately realized you said it, nothing you were going to say in that situation was going to be received well. Yeah. And so you take I, that I mean, moment. Yeah. You take that moment and I've, I've applied it so many times since then to business because I've had moments on emails and everything else. And then once you, it's, it's like, it's muscle memory at that point with just like in sports, you just do it over, you do it over and over again. And then you know, will you have a moment of glitch? Absolutely. You know, that's like, just like in sports, it's a, it's a ball you're supposed to catch. It was a hoop you were supposed to make. Um, it was a goal you were supposed to put in, but it doesn't happen. Right. But if you get back to the moments of when it did happen the right way, um, again, going back to the Super Bowl and, and just recount, okay, I've done this before. I know who I am. Let's just get back to the, to the natural flow in the process. Let's take that walk around the neighborhood. Let's take that breath of fresh air. Let's take that. Okay. Moment of like, what just happened here that those pushups, whatever it is, I think everything ends up working itself out. The key to that, like we keep saying, and we'll end it on this is just being mindful of it and being able to, to, to actually do it. That's the hard part to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you said it best muscle memory and maybe for next week, we continue this discussion and talk about sometimes if you don't have anything to add anything, you should think before talking, because if you don't have anything new to add, maybe don't add anything. Not, maybe not you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> That's yes, something I have, that I, I, <laughs> tons, I, I have tons of stories stuff. about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So on that note, we'll get out of here, but it is Super Bowl week, so we cannot get out of here. By by law of, I knew it was coming. I don't know. There's some law somewhere about it, but I think we have to pick the game. We don't have to the break law, the game it's, down. It's the law of useless information. So we're about yes, to say law, like, nope. Yeah, 
we I have to ask you what who do you what do you think who do you got on uh Sunday? I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles a lot. Not because really? I play with them. I do because I feel like they're a more well-rounded team. Um, you look at across the board, D-line, linebackers, secondary, definitely. And you don't drop a beat. And, like, they have a true number one receiver. They have a true number one receiver who plays a secondary receiver in Devontae Smith. And yeah, so, he's good. Yeah, very, very good. So you have, you know, Dallas Goddard. You have a running game. That O-line is amazing. Um, I think health is a very important thing that's underestimated. A lot of times where they have a lot more healthy people than the, the Kansas City Chiefs do. I know, uh, was it Coleman or um, uh, I can't remember his name, but a wide receiver. He's not playing. He's on IR. They're getting at Calais. Miko Hardman. Mikko yeah, Miko Hardman. Hardman. I mean, um, they, I mean, here's the thing. Kelsey, they're not going to – the focus is going to be on Kelsey. And if Juju Smith-Schuster can't get it going, um, there's only so much. I, I get it. He's a wizard through and through when it comes to Mahomes. But he still has to have somebody to, to catch the ball. And, like, for the secondary that's that's over there with the Eagles and that whole front line and that pressure that's about to happen, I just think they're head and shoulders when it comes to this full-on depth all around. I got the Chiefs. <laughs> and I'm going to – I'm going to – Be quick. I, I yeah, don't, be quick. I don't have – yeah, I'm going to be very quick. They had a much tougher road than Philadelphia. Maybe Philadelphia is good, but the NFC is not good as a general conference. Yeah. And like the AFC that. is really good. Um, you talk about stoicism, man. That Jalen Hurts, he doesn't crack a smile. Man, he's <laughs> he squatted 600 pounds he's in a beast. college. He's a beast. Yeah, that's he's a beast. As someone who likes to power lift, I should be picking yeah. the Eagles just for that. Mahomes is not squatting 600. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. But uh, Listen, I got Mahomes is not need. What's that? Mahomes what? is knock need. He's knock need. So like <laughs> he he's not te- technically he's an athlete and quarterback, but like not like that type of athlete and quarterback. No, <laughs> but he is he is the wizard. So hopefully we'll see something good. I guess we'll have something to talk about. One of us is going to come out uh, with the correct prediction. So we'll get to it. Yeah, next week. line drawn in the sand. Line drawn in the sand. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please rate and review and also click the subscribe button and share the show with your friends. If you're listening to us each week, it will definitely help us grow grow the show. We will be back next week. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk a little bit more about stoicism and business. Ellis, thanks for being here. Have a great week. I appreciate it. Awesome. Take care, everybody.
dog walking big talk, young veteran. Living legend, bet I'm better than them. This is my ship. I'm a jacket like let them in. Y'all better not let them in. They gon' rotate this so I keep the pedaling. Started a chain, the cycle is heaven sent. This is from God, but I'm not your reverend. Not in the pulpit. I'm a pit bull in this element, yeah. Said you gon' pull up, then settle it, yeah. I've been married to this hustle. This is my ring. Watch out, step in it, yeah. And I ain't even got a yard, but I'ma get it here. Watch out, touch down. Pulling plans out the clutch. Everybody getting crushed. The cuts down is for us now. Have to work something, cause I had nothing in my pocket. Yeah, I did all that. Feel it's my time, think it's my... Yeah.